Hey everybody, we at Podgave Rock and Roll Do You want to make it clear that we don't mean any offense by our comments, critiques, or opinions. We're not music critics, just buddies that use talking about music as an excuse to hang out. Also, our language is intended for adult ears. Enjoy! Cause I'm in the shit house Wish I played in a rock and roll band Somebody give me a dollar A lot of songs have titles that are basically like commands. They're like telling you to do something. They're active titles. They have, what is it, active energy or what's kinetic energy? Kinetic, is that yes, that's active. Um, that's active? Yes. Versus potential. A lot, of, a lot of song titles are kinetic. Would you, right? Uh, you're, you're the one talking. I, well, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I, I think, I think agree that's, a, that's a stretch there from command to kinetic, but I'll go with it. The kinetic command songs is what we'll, what we'll call this. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> The kinetic command songs. Command with a K. Kinetic command songs. <laughs> telling you what to do. Good. But real quick, if you if you think about these songs like, you know, like Paint It Black could be a kinetic command song, but it's actually not because he sees a red door and he wants to paint it black. Even though the name of this this the song kind I of... I hear you. So you're, you're really saying really during the song, he contradicts that, then it's no longer a fucking... <laughs> kinetic command song like well if the sentence in context yes but it's all about the tight it's all about right, the title the paint it black is in a gray area because it's kind of like it's <laughs> oh now it's gray but painted gray we're, we're painting it gray but but here's the take take one of their contemporaries take the beatles come together that's just come together right now mm-hmm. right that's yeah. just it's kinetic is that what it is kinetic oh, that's, that that's kinetic that's a kinetic command okay so, with those parameters, Jonathan, what would you what sticks what would stick out to you? First of all, I want to be very would, clear. No song tells me what to do. <laughs> all right, I'm my own man. No, no song, song puts Johnny in no the corner. No song puts Johnny in the corner. That's right. But if one song was going to put Johnny in the corner, it would be "Break On Through" by The Doors. Ooh, I like that. Yep, I like that. It's a good call. Yeah, yeah, and then he screams at you for a little bit. That is like definitely that. a kinetic command. That is kinetic. That is kinetic energy. That is, is that... primal. That is. Um... <laughs> All right, what you got, Neil? I'm gonna keep it in the bees. I got bring it on home, Sam Cook. Oh, nice. Mm, I like that. Um, Hold on real quick, bring it on home, Sam Cook versus bring it on home, Led Zeppelin. Sam Cook. Sam Cook. I don't know if it's quite that. I obvious. would. I would actually take Britt Daniels from Spoon doing it over Led Zeppelin. I don't even know who I'm talking to right now. Because that's one of the best Jonathan fucking was like, songs. was that English? Led Zeppelin 2, Bring It Home is fucking incredible. So, next question. Is Spoon a kinetic artist name? No. I don't, no. I don't, Are I don't, they telling you to spoon, spoon them? <laughs> I think that's just a noun. I'll agree. I'll, I'll take that. I'm going to go with Surrender by Cheap Trick. Mm. Cool. Cool. That's a good one. Mama's all right. Daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Surrender. I don't know why, but surrender. Is that part of the lyrics, or is that you just talking out, thinking out loud? Me saying I don't know why is yeah. not part of the lyrics. It's just okay. mama's. They just seem a little weird. Surrender. You don't know why he wants his parents to surrender. Yeah, it sounds like he's. Just don't give to get yourself laid. away, or what is it? <laughs> what is the next line? Don't. Uh, yeah, like don't give yourself away. Oh my god! You're looking up the lyrics. 
No. Don't 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 cross check. What do you I'm got? I'm not yeah. cross checking. <laughs> you cross checking son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice. jo- Jonathan, give me another one. Uh, it's an instrumental tune from the '60s called "Walk, Don't Run." Huh. I do, I've always liked that tune. Nice. Like it. Do 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 do. It's so '60s. Uh, Neil, what uh, what you got? Um, a song that's been on heavy rotation the past couple of years is Harry Nilsson, Jump Into the Fire. You know that one? I don't know that one. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's, it's, it's basically oh. a, um, it's a, maybe a seven minute just jam session. A great bass yeah. line. Bump, bump. Um, nice. And I, I realized how much I liked it watching the Robin Williams documentary. It was a big part of it. Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was cool. Um, I'll do something a little more recent. Tighten up Black Keys. Tighten up Black Keys versus tighten up Archie Bell and the Drells. Uh, I'm going to go tighten up Black Keys. I'm going to go Archie Bell and Drells, I think. That's one of the better songs on their best album. Which which is what? Was it Brothers? Brothers. All right, Jonathan, tell, tell tell me what you want me to do. I'm giving you commands now. I like this. Yeah, give me a command. Um, This one is not addressed to me but it's still a command run run rudolph by chuck berry we we played that at the um the new girl series rap party mm, right i play that Didn't i try to play every yeah for, i think we did i love that it's just such a fun tune yeah it, it's fun to sing mm-hmm. it's it's got a nice little nice little rhythm to it nielsen command me josh i want you to put your money on me <laughs> oh <laughs> Oh, um, there you go. It's an Arcade Fire song from their latest album. Um, that should have been directed at Jonathan. You should have, com- <laughs> no, you should have commanded Jonathan. But it's a really cool song. It's not epic. It's just, like if, if you like Arcade Fire and that sound, you'll really dig it. But it, it's a great love song. I really like it a lot. Speaking of a love song, speaking of another love song, Shake Your Ass, Mystical. Watch yourself. Shake your ass. Show me what you're worth. I love how you just fucking like, shake your ass. like, moneymaker's like, nope, going with ass. I thought for sure you were gonna say shake your moneymaker, and it was like your ass. Uh, Jonathan, shake your ass, shake your ass, mystical, or shake your moneymaker, Elmore James. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go shake your moneymaker, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Peter Green style. Yes, sir. That's a great. That's a dan- That's a kicking ass cover. Well, as mystical says, you'll end up with a dick in your hand. Be cool. I don't. Uh, he doesn't talk. I don't talk to that dude. I don't know what he's saying to you, but I, I've never had a conversation. He definitely ain't talking to me like all that. Right, all right, Jonathan, real quick, one one honorable mention. Pour some sugar on me, Def Leppard. Ooh, oh, very nice. God. And I wish I would have asked you to command me right there, that, Neil. That, was, that wasn't a song title. Wait. My song choice is um. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna go honorable mention. Give me shelter. I love the title. Ah, give me, nice. give me shelter. Not give me. It's just give me, give me, give me Sto- Storms raging, <laughs> baby. Give me shelter. Let me in. It's it's much more kinetic than Shelter from the Storm. It's it's brother. Hmm. Uh, I would say. Ooh, I, there's a couple things that come to mind, but I'm going to go with uh, a song we used to cover, Give Me Three Steps. Oh, Skinner. nice. Give me, give me, give me. Mm-hmm. Give me. Give me. Give me three steps. Two towards your doors. Give me. That Kit Kat bar is pretty good. <laughs> give me, give me off a break. Is that what he says? What do they say? I think it's give me off a break, not give me off a break. No, it's break me off a piece of that Kit Kat <laughs> no, bar. There's no give me off a break. Give me off a break. No, no, break it's me off a piece. Give me a break. No, it's give me a break. break. Break me off a piece. I know. That's what I was saying. Give me a break. Uh, give, give me a break. break. I thought you were saying give me off a break. That's and I'm what like, I was saying. Give me off a break. 
Give me off a break. You know, you know that old break. tune. <laughs> I mean, it's the song either way. Whatever. Is that how it goes? It's fucking equally useless. <laughs> On that note, <laughs> you're listening to Pod Give Rock and Roll to you, and we are talking about songs with a command in their title because this week we are discussing Shout, the 1980, released in '84, smash by '85, song by Tears for Fears from their album. Songs from the Big Chair, released on Phonogram and Mercury, written by Roland Orzabal and Ian Stanley, and produced by Chris Hughes. Shout, shout. So, so, so this is a tune I know I heard first at two years old because my older siblings used to film me singing this while they were babysitting me. That's awesome. But that like, explains so much about why you picked this song. It's all about the validation of Josh. But, but wait, wait, keep I, talking. I only sang "Shout." I mean, I, it's not like I mean, two-year-old me knew that I was just like "Shout, Shout." Uh, or shout, shout, or whatever I sounded like it too. I don't know. Uh, the first one was a little more gumpy. I like that gump. In shout, there. shout. Oh, I, I had my voice hadn't changed yet at two. Though. So, <laughs> but but it it did stick with toddler me. So I I, I thought it would be a good tune to revisit, and it was. Uh, I would say. I mean, I I thought about changing it the first time I listened to it this week because. <laughs> The first time I heard what I had picked. Yeah, but but then as I listened to it throughout the week, I liked it more and more. I mean, It's a there, good song to talk about. Yeah, yeah. there's yeah, a lot going sure on. Is. There's some twists and turns. The second part... Uh, well, there's only two parts, so you mean yeah. the second one. The, yeah, that's why I said the second one. Right. Uh, As so, if there was a... There's not a third, though, just to be clear. Yeah, but, well, I wasn't gonna, so, so the other part. The yeah, other part, the, right. the next part. The next part. Uh, it's great. And, and the vocals are, like, really creative, and they sound good, and... You know, we'll get into the shout chorus, uh, the two solos. There's just a lot to talk about in this song. I mean, it's it's a little long, but the American single version supposedly was three and a half minutes, which I, I couldn't find anywhere. The, I could only find the six-minute version this week to listen to. But it's it's another song that we talked about that kind of shoots for the epic, and and it I feel like it does need the time, the six minutes it, it takes, and for the most part, six, yeah, six is a lot. For the most part, you know, I I think they pull off the epic thing they go for in the end, and uh, so did the world in 1984 and 1985. It's an objectively good song. There's no doubt. Thank you. It's a good song. Yeah, I remember seeing the video for this song, which is. I'm scarred because I was old enough to know how fucking traumatizing it was. You weren't you were too young to recognize the danger. I was like, Josh, get little Josh out of there. He's in trouble. He's but two. He's he's not ready for this. He's not ready for that. <laughs> he is not ready. For the earring alone. No, the hair perms. You're not you can't you can't that's a man perm. That's you know and so it's weird because it's probably the most boring effective course I can think of. I mean it's literally dot dot that's the fucking chord cannot argue with that that being said it works somehow in spite of itself it's like from that intro which is basically only two parts and there's contrasting vibes the first one's heavy and melodramatic as fuck but like it it makes a statement and then they contrasted, and those guys are good songwriters. Yeah, absolutely. They have a couple of those songs, really good songs. But, you know, like, I fucking hate beats, right? 
By Dre or just beets in general? Both, but I'm talking about the, the vegetable right now. Oh, beets, the purple thing. Or the, yeah, yeah. Are they red or purple? Red, dark, dark red. And yeah. you can make the best beet soup in the world, and I would fucking hate it. But it'd be healthy. It'd but it'd be, be good, good for you. It'd, it'd probably be good. give you some This song shit. is like, it's so, it's like the guys from Wham were like getting high, listening to Pink Floyd, and it's like, we need to be deeper. <laughs> and then they just got super fucking melodramatic. And it's just like that shout it's just so like I yeah. fucking loathe the sound of it. But in spite of all that, it's it's a good song. Yeah, but I fucking hate it. And to what you're talking about, they took that simple <laughs> melody and squeezed everything they could out of it. I think it's a great pop song. They really tried to make an epic song. They shot for the epic, like you said, and I mean they knocked it out of the park. It, it's such a classic '80s tune. And uh, I just, I, I think even the beginning, I think they have a real knack for like starting songs like this and Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Like just the beginnings are so kind of classic and then they drop right in and just beat you over the head with this shout. <laughs> um, but I think they mix it up well. I think it has so many little breaks. There's so many instruments. I think there's every instrument in the book is played in this song. I, like, yeah. I, and but But it's all strategically put in nice places that keep keep you going and it is like a mantra the whole song like it really you know it's it's almost like meta it's it's just shout they're just like the mantra is just shout well so i think you just like it because you got attention singing the song when you were two that, that that's <laughs> absolutely possible and, and again as i said like i i probably had heard this song in you know 30 years before i was just like you know shout would be cool to talk about i obviously liked it at some point and I think when I listened to it this week, I was like, the first time I heard it, I was like, God, because again, like you said, the shout thing, it's a very percussive, like non-catchy. The, the, the breathiness catchy. of it. But no, the it's, melodramatic. It's also like it. a non-catchy, catchy Yeah, It's thing. weird. It, it, nothing else I've ever heard yeah. I can say that about. It's, it's catchy in a non-catchy way. It's so catchy and so cheesy at the same time. I don't know if it was but, when it came out, but like there is such a cheese factor to the song. Think you, do you feel like you like the song? Yeah, no, I, I really do. Like, um, but I, but I think it's part of it. it it's, it's almost self-aware in a way, or, or it, it, that's how it's aged to me. We used to have this boss who was, who was almost like a Michael Scott kind of guy. And at one point we... We saw his uh, his living room, and he had a keyboard in it. And we were laughing, and we are like, what does he play on that keyboard? We are all like, shout. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely plays By shout. Himself. Well, okay, so, 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 so here's the thing that I think, it, it, Jonathan, like you said, it's objectively good because it's all, it, it really is like they, and he even kind of, like the story behind how he wrote it is he just came up with the shout part. And then they were like, let's do something with that. Clearly. Be- because... It, it is, and I think it's the words, probably. I think it's the way he sings them, too. That it's so shout. There's two of them, right? But yeah, it, yeah. it's like a weird breath, the breathiness. Yes, like, yes. Like, I mean, there, there's something, it's so unique what they're doing. It's very, it's, it's, it's almost like the 80s kind of just coming to a peak, you know. Of I think like, it's all the hair chemicals. Maybe. Well, it's very percussive. It's not melodic, really. No, it's, it's just. Not. Uh, I think that's probably uh, why it is so tribal da, and da, da, like, you know. And it's meant to, and we've talked about a couple of like anthemic songs, and like Gideon was kind of went for the epic. Well, the Arcade Fire song kind of went for the epic. This song is a more successful song than both of those, maybe for the time, but like it it goes for it, and that is really it's it's almost like your the march I'd is say, in that like yeah. 
And every uh, time you hear it. Right. Left, right, left, right. And every time you hear it, like, I would say. It's militaristic. Nine out of ten times, you're going to at least mouth shout once. Either in jest or, like, loving the song. You're going to, like, look to your friend and be like, shout. So I think my thing is this. Big picture. The reoccurring theme. I feel like epicness ends up being self-righteousness. And that irks me. Is it only because it's coming from white dudes? No, not at all. Now, anytime somebody's trying to, I think any, anytime someone's trying to be deep, it suggests you're actually looking for attention. You're not actually looking to be well, insightful. And I don't know, man. I and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's, I'm not saying that's right or wrong. I'm saying I, I, I recurringly have an issue with things that are trying to be epic, and I think that's what I and, and that's fine. And I don't. I, I'm, I'm just self analyzing. We'll, we'll get into the lyric a little bit later. I mean, I think the question I would ask you is, you know, you said there were, you know, it's objectively a good song. Why do you think it's a good song? Because it sticks with you and it's compelling. Yeah. Well, and I, I, I'd say just even the words, you could almost look at it like someone trying to write a song and just go into the what do I want to do? Just shout. He's almost like talking to himself, like let it all out. I think it's a performance. The thing I think I'm responding to most that I don't like is the sound and the production. But I, I think the song itself is objectively good. Although I think they, I think this song is about 45% filler. I think there's a lot more production than there is song there. So, so let's just let's just move into because what you just said will move right into my favorite part of the song, and I don't I don't really know like Tears for Fears has like four songs that I know really. Which you know, right? I mean it's 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 shout, it's everybody wants to rule the world, it's head over heels, and it's Mad World, right? Yeah, Mad World covered is fucking good. I, but I listened to this album today, and I always thought that you know everybody wants to rule the world has a better hook than this song. It's a good song, but it's not as good as this song, and here's why. Mm. Here's why I think good. that the what what they do with their vocals, I don't really know, but it sounds like there's one guy singing soft and one guy singing. It, it, it's very creative and how and original and how like it's like one guy sings like half a line and then the other guy comes in like up. I don't know if they're the same person, but it's like you gave them life. I, would you yeah. call him in return? I mean, it's like <laughs> it's the same guy. I mean, he's just changing. Well, no, I think, I, think, I think Ian Stanley sings or not. Uh, who are the guys? And so, so the the main guy, the guy who wrote this song, is Roland Orzable. Okay, uh, who basically like wrote the shout part, and then he brought it to the band, and they were like, "This is gonna be big." And then they kind of did it from there. And there's a guy, Kurt Smith, who's the other guy with the in perm the who sings. Because the one thing I remember about the video is the two guys with the perms and like the black, like, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah which well, is ridiculously 80s. But, but, but the way that they sing is sounds so fucking good. I so mean, that's your favorite singing, part. But like, yeah, yeah the, the, when it comes in to like, in violent time, you should have, I mean, it's just such a good contrast. It's that that growly. I think it's the way you feel about Ben Gibbard. Like this is like an idiosyncratic thing. This is a thing I can't. I just don't you, like. You can't do yeah. the invite or no, no, it's the, not the it, that. You, oh, you, the Tarzan. you can't take let's, the let's like, call that the Tarzan from now on. The Tarzan. <laughs> the, well, it's it's so. Or we can call it the Orzabel. They were j- and. At that point, that was new, you know? Like, I'm sure when they wrote this, they were like, this is it. 
this is amazing because they were trying to write a song that would reach the world and they they succeeded but that's my point and i also think like i think the words are actually the, i think a lot of the music is the filler the yeah. words i think are good i think oh. i think they're really it's very just simple they're just it's you know it, it can be taken as a protest kind of song or just stand up for yourself like but no, it's it, very simple it's, but. it's an anti-authority song but like i don't i think the words are fine i mean there's nothing special no. but it's more to me it's more about that vocal of like how they yeah mix them in and out and like like even the shout like shout shout let it on like i mean there's like oh some really God, yes. like you say breathy and that's right in that but like they go down and then they go up it's literally though it's literally the the placement of his vocals i can't like if you were just like singing the song it's that's, not the that's song. what makes it so good that's what i can't stand and that's one that, well, i don't like fine. beats if i don't you, like beats so but, it's like but that has nothing to do with beats yes it does but, it's like in this, i'm just saying it's just like it, i'm just saying like if it has beats in it, I don't fucking. And if it has that kind of melodramatic kind of Tarzan, I don't hate. It. I'm not gonna like it. Yeah, no, I hear you, but but you can't respect just its place and time. That's why I said it's objectively I mean, it just, good. It just comes on the radio, you're gonna turn it. Yes. Oh man. Not, why but, though? But, like, but, but not you because... don't need if you can if you hear it once a year, it's it's great. But like, I don't because, need it more than that. But I heard it a lot as a kid. Like that's also too <laughs> so like, much. This heavy, song was heavy, ubiquitous. Heavy rotation on MTV. Yeah, heavy. Well, that's how it became popular, right? Because there was only so many fucking videos. But like, there are so many other like bands, like even that we can talk about later that relate, like Depeche Mode, and that I like much more than this. But like that being said, I'm, I've never said it's not a good song. I'm just saying what they're doing to make it a good song, I don't like. Well, it, it's an interesting song, and it, it really is the vocals. Actually, the thing you like is the thing that. Sure, I'm sure. Like, so, but but what you're saying is the one thing about the song that's so weird. In that, when I first listened to it this week, then I was like, I don't know, I don't know if that's a good choice, because the the shout part is not that good. I, I just find that other part so well, so so much better, like well, so, it's so good. Contrasting. But also the the soul, like the music behind it, and what they're mm -hmm. like, all the layers of shit that's going on behind it, they fucking mix it so well, and then they just my second favorite part of the song is the second part of the song. They throw <laughs> that fucking epic guitar solo oh, in yeah. at the well, end. That is yeah. epic cheese dickness. That no, is no, so, no, oh, no, it is no, so no, bad. No, it it's, is so it's, bad. No, but no. listen, just... It comes out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I, there's no. There's only like, one other place it could come from. There's only bar chords in the no, rest of the song. I, 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 there's I, I, two parts to the song. I know, but the only guitar you hear in the song are like a couple of bar chord hits. You don't really hear guitar in the rest of the song, and then they just come in. No, with this it's a, it's a great guitar solo. I it, love it. The really guitar is. Solo. I love that it's 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 so methodical. It's a, it's almost mathematical, which can be taken in a. I think that's how you're listening to it. It just sounds no. cheesy, like. Like some almost a computer could come up with this solo. Well, it's like they but need that's just why more I song. like it. Right. He does, there's no bends. It's all based on this like kind of repeating melody for an '80s band to do this six minute song and end it with this guitar solo when they're not really known for guitar solos. I think it was a big move. And it's a it's a very melodic, beautiful, yeah. powerful guitar solo to end this song. It, yeah, and the tone I, could, tone is great. You could argue with me that it's out of place in the song, but you can't say that it doesn't sound good. It's at good. the end, and it just rocks. But you can't argue with me that it's like it doesn't sound good. It, to me, it's just part of the filler. It's just filler because the song there's a, I no, think, but I think there's about a minute 
20 seconds worth of song here. Now, I don't remember that solo guitar solo being that long because I think I've mainly heard the original, like, U.S. version, which is probably what they were playing which on MTV. Which they mess with. They, yeah, the, they fade out on the right, guitar solo. Right, which they, that's probably what was on MTV. Maybe. Because they wouldn't be, I don't think they were playing a six-minute version. That's probably why you couldn't find it. Because that's probably why it was fucking Well, I don't the video. know, man, because the video is cut to the six-minute No, minute the video ver- is the six-minute yeah, version. I, I, yeah, and they definitely didn't do a second cut for MTV. Yeah, there was a, it was a six-minute version. Maybe, yeah. yeah. But I don't know. What's like, your problem with the solo, though? You could argue, at that point, it's just that probably some session player playing over chords, and sure, no, it's it's, fine. It, it's, it's, it's orzable. It's the guy who wrote the song. He's playing, oh, and they I, accentuate it in the video. Oh, yeah, with a with a like playing freeze, playing again in oh, the middle, yeah, yeah, freeze, yeah. playing oh, again on the left, yeah. freeze. Well, so let's double up, triple up. Well, the my bodies. my main problem with the guitar solo is that I don't enjoy listening to the song. Um, so it's well, like, but I, you said it's an objectively listen, good song. Listen, right. but I don't enjoy it. The, the solo is okay. great, I, and just in in the music in general, I think it is so good. Like some of the best parts are the droning bass. Did you listen to that? Yeah, like, yeah the just bass a, is cool. It's so low and just bong. And I really love songs that have like a drone to them. You know what yeah, I mean? For sure. But that fruity um, fucking boom, yes, boom, yes. Boom, 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 It's so. Dated. But I think at its it core, so I'm dated. just saying it's so kind of just. From the music, just the simplicity and the lowness of that bass, and the the mantra of like the the vocals, it, it, that that's why it is so good. And I think they had to litter it with all these musical breaks. And like I, I mean, one of my favorite parts is where that like B three organ comes in. It's like out of nowhere. What? Like what? That is my least favorite part of the song. No, well, it, it, no, I'm just the drum solo is peak lotus. No, I'm just saying it's nice to drum hear. Like solo. it seems out of place. Like the B three, you know what I mean? Because there's so much. They're just so much the synth kitchen sink at. And like eight Asian flutes and shit. What you're talking about is the first solo. It comes in with that kind of like almost modern day jam like that first part of that first solo yeah you can hear in a lot of like recent well because it's just a jams. classic b3 yes. type organ no 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 no. the b3 part is the second part okay, of that, that first yeah, solo was, that I, first thing is like it's almost like people playing drums on buckets on the side of the street yeah and then it goes that b3 part for me is so unnecessary and like i'm like why is this here that's how the guitar solo feels to me and that part yeah that drum part but terrible the karate kid part that comes right after the b3 organ part that sounds like fucking Daniel Russo in oh, no, no, moving no, no, to Kid, Reseda. Too. Okay, Kid two. But does it sound more like Karate Kid two? I think Karate Kid two. No, it's it's it, no, no, it's no, the no, beginning. It sounds Okinawa. It sounds like it's, Cruel Cruel you Summer. Are, I am the man who will fight for. It's that. It's no, Karate it's Kid that, two. It's that. It's that. Um, it's Peter Cetera. It's like. Oh, that's so bad. Yeah. I I love the way that sounds. I mean, I I yes, the song is absolutely very dated it's very dated there's no way to get around the datedness of this song but vocals the guitar solo the third part of the first solo 
And that melodic part, well, the second part, the melodic part is just all of those are just great. I mean, it's yeah, just there, there's a lot going on, and they even throw like the bass almost gets like that weird like. I think that's the thing. I think Seinfeld isn't that like I think that I just think they just keep throwing shit because there's no other part. I think they just keep throwing. But that's what they were going. Like I, I kind of. Enjoy that they went for it and but, and they they did it. I but mean, also, I listened to this album today. It's it's from the album Songs from the Big Chair, and they're a band that. And I don't know if uh, all the like kind of eighties British synth bands did this, but the, really the only other song we've done like this is the Soft Cell song. Mm-hmm. Um, but like all the songs sound, and this song is not an exception. They sound like medleys. Of where they're like a collection of a couple of songs where they're doing different things that are the best parts of those songs. But this doesn't. This, this it kind of does though song. because you have the shout, shout, and then you have like the solos don't really seem to have anything to do with the this rest of the song. Idea, that, that's but that's saying. why it's so important because it is more of a dance song. Like people dance to this, and like it's got so many I, dance and parts. And that it's, is a sad thing about the eighties. What do you mean? What's wrong dances. with dancing? We don't I mean, dance, but I, people like to dance. Yeah, I don't know like dance to this. But like if if I if like today you heard like a Dua Lipa song and then a this song you'd be like yeah the Dua Lipa song sounds like people should dance to it I don't know this if this song is, I don't not. know if this is a dance song I mean it is I don't the, uh, uh, it's a ballad this is a ballad this is a protest song well, this is an epic protest song Woody Guthrie wrote ballads as protest songs. Sure, but this is not a fucking Woody Guthrie I'm not, song. This I'm just is saying, more like, like it's protest and ballad or not mutually exclusive. Sure, sure, but this is not like something that you're like gonna slow. Like a ballad is something you can slow dance to. You can't slow maybe. dance to this song. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe. As as exemplified by his well, snapping. Like, it's not romantic. That's why you wouldn't slow dance to it. Exactly. No, it's a protest song. It's look, about shouting. Saying, it, this song is about. It's still uh, a ballad. Anti-authority. But don't agree. Look, with. look. Whether it's a fucking ballad or not, I'm not like it's I'm not prote- saying it's necessarily ballad. like a classic dance song, but it it invokes movement. You you want to either do his snap. Yeah, I want to move to turn the fucking <laughs> dial to another fucking station. <laughs> the, the cheesiest part to me is when he when they go to that second part. The third time, which is later in the song, <laughs> the second part, the third time. But you know what I'm saying, like I with I, they, they, like this sax comes in, mm. and it's like, oh, it sure does. and it's just like, oh, why is was that this actually? In I think here? that was. It sounds like the actual guy from the Lost Boys. Well, no, but it, <laughs> it's pure it, that guy. Does this it's hold the record for the most like individual instrument solos in a song? Got, well, but that's they're why, just throwing shit at it. But but again, yeah, I would say that, and produ- I love it. It's an experiment, and it, it was it was a grand success. But I would I would say the production by Chris Hughes, who was the drummer for uh, Adam and the Ants. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was an ant, and almost yeah, he was an ant, and uh, he um, he was the ant from uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids that almost ate the kids. <laughs> He also co-wrote "Everybody Wants to Rule the World" with uh, one of these guys, and um, but I, I, I thought <laughs> was I it think tears or fears? It was uh, four. Which one it is was tears? Four. It was four. Can we call one of them tears and one of them fears? Well, now, no, but who is four? Who's four? Oh, that's tears. just a, that's a conjunction. That's a preposition. Watch it. Um, is it? I'm terrible at camera. But Jonathan, to your whole point on this fucking song, they definitely did exactly what you're talking about 
because they they like they spent months. They were like, "This is gonna be a worldwide smash," and forty years later, guys on podcasts are gonna be talking. I'm about gonna go ahead song. and say it. Uh, go ahead. But no, it. but they really they really spent a ton of time. It was it was almost unprecedented. They're like, "We got to get it right." No, bring in the sax. More, more. <laughs> Let's get the B three. Roll in the B three. Let's. But it's let's impressive. Do it. no, I'm gonna say how that, much shit they put. I'm gonna in. say yeah. they milked the prostrate of this fucking song. They did, and that's they how they stuck I, the finger. <laughs> they stuck the pinky in the asshole Way and fucking massage that got shit. Got everything out of it. That was my main point starting this pod. Was like, they, Wait, they milked this the, song for everything it's the, worth. The prostate. <laughs> they got uh, everything they could. These are the things I can do without. <laughs> so, so we we're just it, we're, we're diametrically opposed well, uh, about how we feel about this. Let, let's the do this Jonathan what's your favorite part of the song the first part with the, when it initially transitions to the other part the invite yeah, yeah. That, that's a nice contrast and those but now those synth flutes or whatever sound so bad Ooh, yeah. they almost sound racist <laughs> why because they're just like they're fight whitewashing Asian fucking flute sounds it's just abysmal but that being said, who made Asians the flute masters? No, I'm yeah. just saying. Asian, no, 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 there's just, a lot. There's a lot of Asian flutes going on. Yeah, in but here. just I mean that kind of like yeah, that yeah. kind of flute sound. The Asian woodwind. Yeah, exactly. And it's a, but like but the synthy version of that is atrocious. It just sounds like. So Hans you gave Gruber's, me your favorite part and your least favorite part in one statement, right? Yeah, you're right. That being so, it's a. But that being said, it's a nice contrast to so that first transition. And even the melody in that part, the second part, I, I enjoy much more than the. Yeah, it's it's, the it's it's very good. So Neil, I guess going off that, your favorite and least favorite part of the song. <laughs> um, well, my favorite part—it's a small part because there's so much going on that I just had to pick this out. It's like that one harmony moment where the guy's like, "Let it all out." Oh, nice. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a woman, and uh, yeah, her yeah. name is Sandy McClellan. Oh wow! Look at you. Thank you. Yeah, bringing um, that info. My least favorite part was is the bass tone that. <laughs> it sounds it's so por- it's so porny. Yeah, they could, like that could have been a little classier. If like it, <laughs> they didn't need to they didn't need to go Asian flutes and um, funky bass. That's a, that's it's like a, you know, it's like a fucking when you go to one of those uh, yogurt lands and you put like gummy worms on top of the bananas. It's just like there's entirely too much shit on my yogurt. <laughs> That's what this song is. Yeah, you don't okay, even. I can't argue with that. You're not even I, tasting yogurt anymore. But it's still like exactly. It's gonna get old, but it, the first couple bites are gonna be delicious. <laughs> Very I, sweet. I, I'm gonna go. Favorite part is that first little transition. Least favorite part is probably that Hammond organ solo. Wow. No, no, actually, my least favorite part is the drum fucking. Josh, I like the epic. Drums. I think that I, would make sense. I see what you're saying, um, and I can agree with you that it's not a great part. But I think I liked it because it was so out of left field. It was like everything else is so eighty. And then, it, then it's just Mike Russick comes in real quick. <laughs> well, speaking of Mike Russick, now we're vibing. So cue the music in oh three, two, for pod. one. All right. And scene. So, so uh, since it's my song, I will start off. I, I think... Listening to this this week, it's a good car song. It's a good workout a song. A good car song. Yeah, it's a good a good song. Like, well, give me to a in the scenario car. in the car that you want to be in. Driving home from work, and I'm just like... You want to shout. I want to You're shout. You're angry. Yeah, yeah. I want to let yeah. it all out. These those are, are the things, these are the things I could do without, yeah. Come on! Work is what I could do without. 
Uh, it's also a great ironic drunk play, like at a party with people born in the early seventies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and people are gonna move. Ironic. I don't drunk know if they're gonna play. move, but they'll be like, they're gonna bro, start shouting, shout. They're gonna at shout. least do a shout. Let it. They're gonna out. protest. Yeah. These, yeah, yeah, they're gonna protest whiteness. Ironic. They're gonna protest white guilt. They're gonna pro- protest themselves <laughs> because they're white. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so ashamed of myself. Neil, what? <laughs> when do I want to hear this? When do you want to hear this? Um, I'll agree with you. Uh, anytime on FM radio, whether it's in the car or even better, like a picnic where all you have is like a boom box. Just tune into some FM radio, playing some Frisbee. A little shout comes on. Oh, ultimate Frisbee. I'm going to say shout while action. I'm playing Frisbee in a park. <laughs> what did I say? I said that about Green Day, didn't I? Yeah. Maybe. That's so funny. Nice. Jonathan, when do you want to hear the song? I want to hear the song in a shout detergent commercial. Okay, okay. <laughs> because that's the perfect Johnny, use of John, this fucking Johnny 30. reaching for the sponsor. It's the, no, it's what a, is the current <laughs> shout I have uh, no tagline. idea. Let's be clear about two things. Miller High Life should own Back in the High Life again. That should be their fucking theme song. Okay, agree. Agreed. And Shout Detergent should use this as their shout, shout, get it all out. Uh, like are it. you kidding me? That's These the best. are the stains we can do. <laughs> Well, talk, talking about getting it all out, let's uh, let's let's Prostate let's again. slide out of the influence. Uh, and Neil, what what do you think this song influence was influenced by? What would you recommend? Well, et it's funny because it uh, again to kind of I think Johnny's sentiment on this song, it is like one big '80s band of like in excess mode tears for fucking <laughs> men at work. <laughs> Duran for fears, um, Roberto Duran. But I think I mean, yeah. There's so there's they really kind of this song is 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 a signature kind of moment for the '80s and them. I think they took this sound to a a really good place in the song because it's it's just such a memorable song. I can't say it's like too critically acclaimed, but it's 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 so it's it's great. Um, and I think a band moving forward that kind of takes from. Uh, these '80s bands is the 1975 is kind of like this kind of stuff. Fuck those guys, uh, Jonathan. <laughs> Jesus. Influence. Once again, it sounds like Wham smoking weed, listening to Dark Side of the Moon, being like, "We yeah. need to be deeper." I think there is some Floyd in the song. There's some fucking filtered through the strain of you know Wham. Um, Floyd, uh, Pink Wham, Dark Side of the Wham, Wham Floyd. <laughs> Yeah, tears dark for dark side, side of the wham. <laughs> Aha! The wish dark side you, of the moon. Wish you were wham. <laughs> wish you were wham. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's. I mean, you could say it's a protest song, but it's like it's like you're some fucking new wave asshole in England. I mean, I don't know. I know their economy was fucked in the late seventies and stuff. I don't know. Like, it just sounds melodramatic. It sounds like it just sounds. So self-righteously save the world from the comfort of our fucking... It sounds like Live know, Aid. Ch- Chelsea Estate. It sounds like Live Aid. But yeah, but except Phil Collins at Live Aid is one of the best things ever, so I wouldn't... And Queen, is, I would never show The them. drums in this song kind of sound like Phil Collins. Um, yeah, Because yep. they're probably... And, totally. But also, it's along the lines of, like, as I mentioned, uh, Depeche Mode, who actually I really, really started liking more and more in their, of their stuff lately. And you could you probably even extend it into other stuff like... I don't know. I mean, even things like Soundgarden and stuff, where it just gets like kind of further down. Even I mean, 
down the road, I mean, it's a bit of a reach, but it sounds like it's it's contemplative, but with pop sensibilities, and so yeah, that kind of thing. I I would say, I mean, it's a contemporary, but like a lot of talking heads in this song. Um, yeah, I, two I, of I, them. I would. I would <laughs> <laughs> Tears and fears. I, I, I will. I would assume they were influenced by Bowie and Joy Division. Uh, better be soft sell, probably. It, it, it. Ordinary world is a good comp. Um, Broken wings by Mister Mister is probably a poor man's version oh my God. of this song. Take these broken wings. No, uh, that's, uh, no. That really sounds. And I said like a, a poor man's. I said that. a poor man's. Yeah, jeez. Shout. And moving forward, maybe the weekend. I don't know because sense. Okay. Because it makes sense. Because it makes sense. Synths. Speaking of synths. You said synthetives. I know. Speaking of how sensitive I am, uh, let's sneak under the covers. <laughs> Suddenly you turn into Mike Tyson when you try to say that. Synthetive. Jonathan, how many covers did you listen to? None. None. Okay, no. Neil covers. Um, I listened to a couple. I think the best one was... Uh... Insane Clown Posse? No, no. <laughs> no that well, that does sound fun. I'll start with the worst. Um, disturbed does a version. Oh, I was disturbing. disturbed after hearing yeah, that. It's, yeah, it's disturbing. Um, there's this uh, band called Zade Wolf and the Vessi that do a super slow version with a chick singing it. It almost sounds like uh, that band Churches, which I mm-hmm. thought was cool. And then I I, I listened to this Scandroid. Um, it so- it's sounds like, like a- an STD. <laughs> Well, it's like a, a cool organ. A CSTD, a computer STD. Well, a exactly, because it, it sounds like a it's, a... it's a cool organ, but it sounds almost like an 80, 80s video game version of this. Huh. It's kind of cool. I listened to the ones you did, and Insane Clown Posse be featuring... Ooh, featuring really? Blaze, How did I miss that? Featuring Blaze You Dead Homie. God damn. <laughs> I missed ICP? I want to hear that, actually. I'm not I, need, I need some ICP. So basically, they're like, you with ICP? shout, shout. <laughs> Let it fucking out. I mean, it's a lot <laughs> of cursing. Man. It's basically like an explicit, like weird owl version that's not as creative. <laughs> this is the shit <laughs> I could do without. Fuck yeah. off. Tears Fuck for Fears, the Tourette's off. album. Yeah, the Tourette's version. <laughs> if you didn't notice, we're cussing. <laughs> Speaking of Tourette's, uh, Neil, how does the Speaking shoe fit? Speaking of Tourette's, goddamn motherfucker. How does the shoe fit? Well, um, it fits. It fits well, but it's like a one-size-fits-all ridiculous shoe, like a, like one of those uh, bare feet slippers. You know? Nice. Whatever the shoes are, it's got to include that. Was he the first guy to uh, like um, discover the fleece zipper kind of jacket? Because he wears it in the video. Oh, really? During the guitar solo, like, and it's eighty-five, and he has the, he's wearing this fleece? fleece the whole time, and. He's in that on the album cover too, so he went all in on his well, little, little fleece. perm fleece zipper oh, like, and one and earring mullet, mullet perm. It's because yeah, that, that was just eighties. That was what it it, people look like. Is that tears then. or fears you're talking about here? Uh, both. <laughs> John, Johnny, how did, how did the shoe fit? It feels like a black fucking high top Reebok with fucking two Velcro straps, mm-hmm. and I am like, fuck these shoes. Yeah, I will yeah. go barefoot. That's but they fit like black fucking ironic Reeboks. Nice. I was this close to going with the Reeboks, the Velcro. It's black Velcro. Like I don't know what the shoes are, but they include the black Reebok and Velcro. And it's shameful though. <laughs> I, 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 I feel dirty you inside. You know what this song fits like? It fits like whatever Max Headroom wore on his feet. He didn't have feet, bro. <laughs> exactly, and that's why I was joking. <laughs> Uh, it fits like a pair of Yeezy V2 synths. I don't even know what that means. It's yeah. a it's a Kanye shoe. Oh man, 
I'm gonna re- restrain from fucking just. Yeah, I'm. I'm upset. Explain too. you for even talking about these things on our fucking podcast. In recognition of Kanye, uh, on that note, we are gonna play a cover. <laughs> on that note, we're gonna watch his wife get plowed by that fucking Ray J asshole. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they divorced. It's not his wife anymore. Yeah. Uh, fair game. Keeping yeah. up with the Kardashians, Jonathan. All Jesus. All is fair in love uh, and home video porn. Let's let's yeah. cover shout. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and on that note, we're gonna play a cover of uh, Tears for Fears. Shout.
The cover you just heard was performed by Scott Lang of Brain Cloud Music and Sound and myself, Neil Marsh, and Josh Bond. Thanks for listening to Pod Gave Rock and Roll to you. If you liked what you heard, uh, please subscribe and give us a good rating on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen. If you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram under the handle at PodGaveRock. Next week is Jonathan's week. What are we going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the Commodore's song, Night Shift. Can't wait! <laughs>